Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Hey friend, Angie Austin here along with Jim Stovall, author, speaker, movie maker. And we're talking about this week's uh, Winner's Wisdom column as we do each week. And this week it's titled, Why It Matters. Welcome, Jim. Hey, it is always great to visit with you. All right, so let's talk a little about this. You, you were, and I mean, I shouldn't say were. You're an athlete. You were uh, in uh, an Olympic, you know, level weight uh, lifter, and uh, you hoped to play professional football before you found out you were losing your eyesight. And so, some of your, um, you know, columns intermingle sports, and this one does as well. Yeah, it does. And uh, and at, at this point in my life, I have no problem with the were an athlete. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I. I was uh, talking to a group the other day. They said, "Well, you were the national weightlifting champion." I said, "Yeah." Now I'm I'm happy to get my luggage in the overhead bin. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> me too. Oh wait, I want to say it aside. You told me a while back that um, you took some pitching lessons because even blind, you wanted to throw a good pitch uh, for a game. But I, you specifically said to me, "Yeah, if you line me up uh, for a free p- uh, throw uh, on the free point line uh, or the free throw line, pardon me, um, you know, I can make a free throw." Out after free throw and then we were talking to our daughter who's a basketball player and the other one who plays volleyball about muscle memory and about having yeah. a routine when you do a free throw and having a routine when you do a serve and um i told them that you could do free you know that you could hit those and my husband's like absolutely you know once he gets it lined up and everything it's just his muscle memory right it's it's a matter of looking at it. it's like playing golf I, I i played golf when i was younger and could see and i can still hit the ball fairly well i mean the problem with my golf game is not the fact i'm blind it's that uh, i don't play enough or practice enough but uh, wait you know, so you still problem, will play golf yeah i'll go out and hit the ball every once in a while with my dad the 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 only problem i mean the biggest problem most bad golfers have which i am a bad golfer is they look up too quick to see where the ball's going they don't keep their head down well now it's real easy for me not to look where the ball's going so i <laughs> i actually it, it hasn't been that bad and there there was a celebrity putting contest several years ago and uh, a local uh, uh, businessman asked me, is there any way you'd show up? And it did really help the publicity. And, uh, well, I, I won the thing. And I, you know, and you did? several of the guys told me, yeah, several of the guys told me it's it's bad enough to not win, but to get beat by you is uh, really embarrassing. And I'm hoping <laughs> we don't get a lot of press on this. But, um, you know, it, it, but it's just a matter of once you know where it is, it's, it's right there. I mean, you don't have to see it to, to know it's there. It's like... Uh, <laughs> It's like getting up in the middle of the night to go get a glass of water. You don't have to turn the light on. You know where everything's at. And, um, oh, that cracks me up. Well, I took a, a little sidebar there. but um, All right, so the column is why it matters. And you talk about the World Cup? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, sports are a big thing to me because it's a microcosm of life. I mean, very rarely do you see success principles played out immediately, you know, within certain parameters, all on a field that you can just sit and watch. So I love sports. And, you know, soccer uh, or football, as they call it everywhere except here in America, is the most popular game in the world. And I've never, never understood that. So with the World coming up, World Cup coming up recently, Team America was doing very I thought, okay, I'm going to break this down and understand it. And a couple of kids at the university that are in my Stovall Center for Entrepreneurship, and you know, are on the college soccer team. So I sat down with them and I read some on it and everything. And okay, I'm ready. And I tune in on the satellite to get the games. And I still, you know, I, I'm. I get a little more of it, but I, I still don't get why people are passionate about that. I mean, uh, and compared to American football or baseball or basketball, I mean, you know, here's this hour and a half, two hour long competition, and there's one goal. And, you know, and I just, but, you know, it matters because it matters to those people. And if we're going to succeed either personally or professionally in our lives, Angie, we got to realize the first step in almost any successful venture is it ain't about us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it matters because it matters to other people. And there are things, you know, I don't understand. But I try to repeatedly, you know, read authors, watch movies, try cuisines, listen to music that, you know, is, is, you know, not my favorite in the beginning. And I, I'm one of two things that happens. I either find something new I like, or I meet a new group of people that uh, I like, and I don't happen to uh, share their taste in that. And I, I think it's great to, you know, do things differently because it's so easy to get in a routine. We live in a, an amazing, huge world out there. And if you're not careful, you go to the same restaurant, you order the same thing, you drive the same route to the same place every day. And, uh, you know, get out of your rut and uh, do something different. Explore something you've never explored before. And uh, and uh, if you don't like it, you'll at least know something you don't like and, and meet a group of people. I do like trying new things. I I don't know if I told you we went to New Orleans for a volleyball convention for my daughter, and we just got back. And I hadn't been there since I was young. And, of course, when I was young, it was more about, you know, Mardi Gras and, you know, the party aspect. But this time I really got into the walking tours and the history Mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing – but also trying new foods. And that's what we tell the waiter, like – you know, I'm not a huge crawfish fan, I didn't think, but we went to this restaurant called Commander's Palace, which is one of the best restaurants in town. I have eaten there, one of the best, probably five restaurants I've ever been in in my life. Isn't it amazing? And then we went to Antoine's, the oldest restaurant, and we went to Emerald's. So we went to like several really good restaurants. Yeah. Anyway, Commander's Palace was the highlight for me, too. Uh, but anyway, they, I said, well, what do you recommend? I'm going to try some things I normally don't try. So I tried things like oysters and appetizers with, you know, crawfish on top of them. And like a cold mm-hmm. appetizer, and it was the best appetizer I've ever eaten in my life. But I was really open to trying new things because I wanted to get a feel for New Orleans and not just have a salad like I normally would have, right? But I'm um, also just seeing the city now. I don't know if I told you before my father passed away, we went on a trip together to Nashville and we went to this plantation and he's sitting there and he stares at me and he goes, are you into this stuff? I go, oh, I love it. Like history. He goes, are you sure we're related? Because this is not my cup of tea. So with my husband and I'm doing these walking tours, I did like 25,000 steps. And my husband says to me, um, 
Well, first of all, they had 25 cent martinis at Commander's Palace, and I'm not a big drinker, but I got one and I gave it to him. But he did his three maximum because you can get three for 25 cents plus. That's great. Part of mine. So it's like, Jim, it's 81 degrees. He's six foot six, not in the most comfortable shoes. We're dressed up a little bit, and I want to walk back to our hotel doing the garden uh, district tour. So that's when I realized my husband might not be as adventurous as I am because you have the sidewalks in New Orleans are not good for a blind person like yourself or a four martini person like my husband because they're all uneven with holes everywhere. So about 10 minutes into the tour, I realized this wasn't going to work because he kept looking for benches. And I thought, you know, even though I'm, you know, into exploring and seeing new things, like you said in the column, we meet people who have a passion for something that maybe we don't have a passion for, and they want to talk about it at a party forever. Like everyone was asking me questions about New Orleans because I had learned so much on my walking tours, you know, but not everyone shares our passion. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, but exploring someone else's passion is so much fun. You know, next time you go to the state fair or the county fair or something, go over to the barn and go and look at the cows. Now, to me, all these cows are the same. One cow is about as good as another. I mean, all I want to know, is this cow going to give us milk or steak here? What are we getting from this cow? But there's these little kids from Future Farmers of America that work with each other. This is their deal. And nothing more fun in life than going up to an eight-year-old kid and say, this your cow? Tell me about this cow right Aww. here. And wow, they, it's just unbelievable. They will tell you everything you wanted to know and a lot of stuff you didn't want to know about this cow right here. I, I was fascinated, too, the last fair I went to, not the cows, but um, the chickens. Is the, I, 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 chicken is a chicken, I thought. Oh, my gosh, they have so many different kinds of chickens, and some are so fluffy and so beautiful. And then bunnies. They have so many different kinds of bunnies. I had no idea. I thought there were, like, one, two kinds of bunnies. Oh, my gosh. Like, there's every kind of rabbit you can imagine, every color, every fur length, every ear length. It is just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would. that's a good idea to start asking people, in particular kids, about, you know, their passion for um, – uh, you know, the fair and their animals. Yeah, and we all have to realize, okay, we have our own taste or things we like, but, uh, you know, other people do too, and let's understand it. I And, you know, if you're going to succeed in business, you can't just offer products and services that you like. Well, there's a hotel, a Hilton property near our office that my team and I go in and utilize for meetings and things periodically, and they just remodel. They put about three acres of carpet in the lobby and all throughout, and the team agrees it's the ugliest carpet anyone's ever seen. And I said, well, let's keep in mind, someone in New York or L.A. or something sat down and looked at hundreds of samples and people that are supposed to know some, they picked this. I mean, somebody likes this carpet or they wouldn't make it, you know. And if you're out shopping for clothes and you see an outfit, and say, I wouldn't get caught dead in that. Well, some designer somewhere thought that was the best thing ever, you know. And, <laughs> and so, you, you know, you need to explore other things and find out what it is about that people like. And, uh, and you know, and really come to understand that. Go different places, do different things, because uh, that's the beginning of, you know, really reaching out and connecting with people is, you know, the fact that it matters to them. It matters. My wife and I, our big project this year is we're doing, a, you know, a million and a half dollar fundraiser for our local ballet. And she's the chair. I'm the co-chair, which means shut up and do what Crystal said. Right, right. And that works out really good for me. But, you know, for a blind guy, I mean, I don't go to the ballet. Ballet is a bad symphony to me. I'm not going. But it matters to me because it matters to her. I mean, I can see just the reaction. One of the greatest afternoons I ever had, 
I went to the Louvre in Paris, and I sat in the gallery right next to where people lined up and went through to see the Mona Lisa. I never have seen, nor will I ever see the Mona Lisa, but I experienced the impact it has on people from around the world that traveled thousands of miles to come and see this thing Leonardo did 500 years ago. And just to experience their experience of it is amazing. That's pretty cool. You know, um, you say in the article, if we're going to if we're going to succeed in life, we have to respect people. And uh, when we respect people, we respect the things that matter to them. And I think being a journalist, that's one thing when I'm not tired at an event or a gathering or whatever, I like to talk to people and ask them, you know, lots of questions. And generally, there are some things that they're passionate about. It might be their work or it might be their kids sports or whatever. And when I'm gathering like this weekend, I gather with a lot of parents of the athletes. And uh, so, you know, talking to them about their kids and uh, this is our first year traveling with them and the other experiences these parents have had. But what I found most interesting was the girls had never traveled together and stayed in the same rooms they were together for four days and my daughter got home last night and we came home earlier and she said um there was a lot of drama and i asked the team mom what that was all about she said well you know you're in the same room with there's four girls you know teenage girls and they lost a lot this weekend which is new for them they're usually winning but they were against some pretty tough teams in new orleans and so you saw how they act under stress and some kids were very critical of each other so you saw a lot of new things uh come out and overall it bonded my daughter closest uh closer to the team but one of the girls decided she no longer wanted a leadership role on the team to be like one of the captains after her experience there and the reaction the girls had to her um criticism let's say uh so yeah it's uh uh it was just interesting spending that much time with people you really don't know was that uh, 11 girls and their parents so 22 adults that don't know each other so lots of as a journalist i just enjoy learning about other people yeah it's, it's amazing to just try to experience life through the eyes ears uh, and mind of other people just why is it they do this why is it about this they like and um and it, it's a great way to 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 uh, connect with people and uh, and that's the beginning of everything we want in this life. Well, you know, you having written over sixty books and ninth movie now, and you know, running a, a television network. Um, I, I think a lot of people want to ask you questions, so I think it's pretty cool that you've remained so humble over the years and really open to getting to know other people when, when you meet them. A lot of them want to ask about you, so I think that's pretty cool. We're out of time, jimstovall.com. Always a pleasure, my humble friend. Be well. It's definitely donation season at ARC Thrift Stores. Now that we are in the new year, people are cleaning out their closets and donating gently used clothing items. ARC Thrift works hard to make sure that they follow the seasonal flow of merchandise that your family needs. That means they need your warm clothing donations to have plenty of cold weather gear available for the cold snaps that are still ahead. Snow pants, snow boots, jackets, and hats are just a few examples of what is needed and what you can find as a shopper at ARC Thrift. And part of the fun of shopping at ARC Thrift is the constantly changing and unique finds at every store. That treasure hunt is one of the reasons why many of our listeners love going frequently. To find those surprises and also get what you need for your family in a budget-friendly place, that is the number one business in Colorado supporting our residents with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Go to arcthrift.com for locations and hours. Fort Morgan is listening to the mighty 670 KLT Denver. 
Welcome back to the good news with Angie Austin. Angie Austin here. I came across an article that I think that we should probably, you know, do this in more depth, but I'll just touch on it today. And I thought, oh, I won't need much of this advice because I'm parenting teens right now. And then I started going through these teen parenting tips, and it could be grandparenting, it could be an aunt, uncle, etc. And I was like, wow, uh, this is a good reminder for me, so I think I'll need more time. But I just wanted to run through a few of them before our guest joins us in about uh, three or four minutes here. All right, number one, keep your cool and stay centered. I laugh because I can keep my cool for about five to ten minutes, but if they're like badgering me or really going in on a topic then I will, or they're arguing with each other, which is so common. Not the middle kids so much, but the oldest and the youngest, 14 and 18. Don't ask me why, but oh my gosh, they get into it. Oh, in fact, my son, my oldest one had a failure in like, he saw it as a failure in life. I didn't see it as that, but he didn't want his little sister to know because he thought that she would weaponize it and use it against him when they get in fights. So he's like, you know, please don't tell her. And I'm like, we kind of have to. So let's sit down and have a family meeting about not using each other's failures, which I see as learning experiences. And a lot of times it's where they've worked really hard on something and maybe there's a little, you know, a little sidestep in life. And that's not a failure to me because these kids work so hard for their goals. So anyway, we had to have a family meeting to remind them that they're not supposed to weaponize each other's, as they call it, failures when they're angry with each other. So stay centered and keep your cool. I needed that reminder. Don't take it personally. Boy, I need that reminder because my 14-year-old, she side eyes and makes little comments. And you almost feel when you're around her, this doesn't sound terrible, but like that you're stupid or that she thinks what you're doing is dumb or what you said, how you dressed, your advice. Like it just, she's the one right now really going into the teen attitude, whereas the other two are kind of coming out of it at 16 and 18. Like they they're they're not bad surprisingly i mean my son's like a little adult at 18 he runs his own business as i told you he just launched his website his business just got incorporated like he's not like a teenager to me like at all well rarely let's put it that way except when he loses his cool which it's kind of funny when i'm saying that when i say that as a parent i'm not supposed to lose my cool all right remind yourself that you are a role model I had to remind myself of this while driving the other day to not overreact when someone's like a super creep to me when we're driving. Remind yourself that you are a role model and they are watching. Take timeouts. I have my middle daughter do this because she gets really anxious and has problems with like uh, her temper when she gets really mad. And she's like the best kid. I told you she's not the one that argues with her siblings, but Hope needs timeouts. And so does her dad. I'll be like, you two need to take a timeout from this conversation, you know, and... uh yeah. Um, this one, I always tell my husband this too, emphasize the positive when parenting teens. He likes to give them the criticisms even when they're playing, like they're on the court. And I'm like, can you just record that maybe on the video you're shooting your advice to them so that they don't hear it while they're playing and that I don't hear it because it distresses me when I hear you making these comments? Like, I, I like really to focus on the positive and I, I get it that they really value his, you know, advice to them because he does work with them in the gym and he trains them and, you know, shoots with them and works on volleyball and they lift, you know, five nights a week together. And, you know, so I know his opinion is extremely valuable, but um, it just, I, I very much focus on the positive and maybe that doesn't put as much weight in my opinion, you know, fr from them and their father's opinion has more weight, but I just, I don't like criticism. 
criticizing kids. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, when they do something wrong, I definitely bring that up. But I'm not going to be like, why did you do that again? Why'd you step that way? Why'd you miss that three-pointer? Like, that's not my style. All right, our guest is joining us. And if you are just joining us, this is the good news with Angie Austin. Hey, we've all seen, you know, those horrible videos on TikTok or YouTube of the dads falling off of the ladders and I just cringe every time I see those and I am always a designated person holding my husband's ladder. Well, March is National Ladder Safety Month and to help us learn how to decrease the thousands of injuries that occur each year from ladder misuse, joining us today is Ryan Moss. Ryan is the president of the nonprofit American Ladder Institute and CEO of Little Giant Ladder Systems who is here to raise awareness about ladder safety just in time for Ladder Safety Month. Welcome, Ryan Moss. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, having an opportunity to spend a few minutes with you today. Okay, I'm dying to know because my kids, they're all in high school, three of them. Um, They send me these videos. Have you seen the one where the guy has like 10 giant five-gallon paint, um, plastic paint can things stacked, and he's kind of like jumping to move all the paint um, uh, containers across the floor while he paints a high ceiling? I've seen it. And so many more like it that make me cringe, just like you when you see them. It's uh, unbelievable because these are like paralyzing, you know, events that happen and people just take it so for granted. And, you know, right now we have to paint something really high at our house and my husband's 6'6". So he's like, oh, you know, Riley's 6'3", I'm 6'6", and we could do this. And that. I'm like, no, we're renting a ladder. Like if you can't afford it, then you need to at least rent one that's that high for your particular project. But if you're a professional, you need all the gear. So let's talk about just in general uh, ladder safety and why it's so an important issue. Yes. Well, few people know the statistics around this, and I'll just touch on them briefly, but every day in America, there are over 2,000 reported ladder accidents. Now, mind you, those are the reported ones. That means there are unreported ones happening also. And from those ladder accidents, 100 permanent disabilities, and sadly, a death every day from somebody involved in a ladder accident. So that's somebody's father, their son, their mother, sister, brother, you know, whom, it, it's a family member. And so it's not just affecting them, but also their families and coworkers. So this is, uh, this is a very serious topic. And yes, we often see some amusing things on, you know, TikTok or the other social channels, but it's, it's a serious topic. I think it happens partly because ladders are one of the oldest tools on earth. Um, think about it. They were, they've been around for thousands and thousands of years, invented before the wheel, and it's a very common household item uh, and work site or job site item, right? So we're all familiar with them. Most of us have had a good experience climbing them, doing our tasks, coming down. Um, but we, because of the familiarity with it, we often get complacent and forget that we're at risk when it hides. All right, so let's talk about some of the things, you know, um, we can do to be safer uh, and some things to consider, because I think a lot of times people are just, I mean, it's a financial thing. They're either being cheap or they're being kind of lazy, like, oh, I don't want to go to the effort to going to, you know, the big box store to go get my ladder or wait for one to arrive. They're in a hurry. They're in a rush. There's not someone there to hold the ladder. They're like, oh, it'll be fine. But I also think it's a, you know, a thing where people are like, oh, I don't need to waste that money. No, it's not wasting money. Wasting money is paying the copay on your hospital bill um, when you fall off the ladder. You are so right. 
So the first thing that we need to understand is the task. What is it that I'm trying to get done? Uh, if I'm getting up on the roof or maybe cleaning gutters, I more than likely need an extension ladder or a multi-purpose ladder that has an extension feature. Um, if, I'm, if I'm doing another task, it might be a step ladder or a platform ladder or a multi-purpose ladder. So we need to make sure that we've got the right ladder for the job mm-hmm. and then understand understand the abilities of what that ladder can do and then what what abilities do we have to have can i am i physically up to climbing and being able to do the task while standing up and up on a ladder while i'm up in the air do i have those capabilities and understanding those and to your point that you brought up before oftentimes we see people that are actually using a chair in place of a ladder a piano bench or a 55 gallon drum or who knows what right things where a ladder should have been used. So right. we got to make sure that if it's elevated, I should be on a ladder. And now am I on the right one? That's that's the beginning part of that right there is getting on that right, the right product. Well, and you guys, when you talk about right products, I know you have some that like even work on the stairs because we were doing something in that high um, stairway or whatever. And my husband wanted to be on like the second step, right? So you're holding the ladder on the second step, but there are actually ladders made that you can use, you know, on the steps. And I know that they have cages now where you guys have like a cage at the top. So you're not just willy nilly hanging up there that you actually have some support around you so you don't fall down. And, you know, like you said, I didn't even think about whether or not you're capable of doing it because Gramps, he's 82. He thinks he can do everything. It's like sometimes you might need to hire someone, you know, like maybe Gramps shouldn't be up there anymore on the ladder. You are, you are so right. Um, we often don't, uh, our minds don't age like our bodies. And right. Remember when we were young, how we could just jump up there and do things. And so there are a lot of different products that are designed, like you mentioned, staircase and, uh, or some, you know, different products that are designed for the different types of applications. I think the key is to remember that ladders are life-saving pieces of equipment. It's not a throwaway tool. So if we were going to do skydiving, jump out of an airplane, we wouldn't jump on Amazon.com and say, hey, where's the cheapest right. parachute I can find here, right? We would get a we would get the best parachute we could find. And we need to think about that when choosing a ladder. This is a life-saving piece of equipment. You know, I think that when you mentioned, um, you know, a step stool or whatever, I think a lot of us don't think of that because I used to always just climb up on the counters. But now that I'm like in my 50s, hello, like I have step stools all over the house. I've got maybe five of them, I'd say, because I'm 5'2 and with a six foot and above all the kids and the husband and, you know, all the tall people, they don't need it. But I certainly do. And Grand Grand, she's so funny. She was trying to stand on the bottom shelf in the pantry. I'm like, are you kidding me, Grand? Like, you're no slim chicken. Like, it's just funny how we <laughs> overlook... We're, we, how we overlook like the small like you said to use a chair like that's why I have so many step stools because it's like I don't know it's just that to me it's not worth the risk anymore you know at my age so what are some signs to look for if we maybe need the right tool in terms of a ladder or maybe it's not safe anymore it's the old one that grandpa did give you you know when you moved into your own house after college you know like there's a time to replace these things too yeah so we got to remember that anytime we're one foot off the ground, we are at risk of injury or even death. Um, so you mentioned step stools. You mentioned, you know, we've talked ladders. So the thing is, when we pull those, those products out, we need, the first thing we need to do is look at it and say, does this look like grandpa's ladder? 
Because if it does, there's a good chance that the feet are worn and that they're not what they used to be. It's a good mm-hmm. chance that the bladder may have other visible defects, uh, could have cracks or bent wrong or, you know, loose rivets. Uh, we mentioned the feet, you know, are they worn, those types of things. So we got to look at that. If this looks like grandpa's ladder, we might be ready for a new product. Um, or if we start to climb it and it feels wobbly or like it's moving and you're scared because, boy, I'm not sure if I'm going to come down the way I want to come down, it may be time for a new product there. So those are some, you know, just taking a look before we climb to make sure, no, these are, this ladder still in good working order. And if it is, and we understand how to use it, we should be good to, to move forward. Good. Yeah, I use the little wiggle test for my step stools. All right, so let me know where we can go to get more info. Yes, LadderSafetyMonth.com. So there's a bunch of information there on the proper selection, care, use of products, a whole host of information there, which is a great, that's a great resource, or LadderSafetyTraining.org. Uh, which is available in English and and Spanish. And there are training videos. There's even quizzes if you want to take those to make sure that you are educated and ready to make the right selection and, and ready to climb a ladder. Excellent. All right, Brian Moss, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. You betcha. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.